Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garman. This is episode 207 of the show. And of course, we'd also like to thank Last Word Radio and Last Word Online for uh, partnering with us as well. And here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, Mark, uh, kind of got hit with a lot of stuff thanks to the Game Awards as far as uh, awards and mostly uh, some big trailers and some unexpected things, too, that we'll talk about. Yep, and some really hilarious stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the Game Awards without that kind of stuff. It's kind of, I mean, I guess it wasn't as bad as uh, in previous years, you'd say, but I mean, it wasn't, the show itself wasn't as embarrassing as, you know, like previous years or previous shows, but there were still some trailers and especially some music performances that were really (laughs) funny. (laughs) Yeah, and some uh, things that maybe will get put into games because now people can't think of it without that either. Yeah. so yeah, there's uh, there's that. You know, I know that we we meant to do a post show. It kind of uh, didn't happen, and then at that point, it was kind of pointless for us to uh, do that. So we're not gonna like go through everything like we would have had the show happened on that Thursday well, night. We don't want to talk about Shroud, one content creator of the year. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, hey, whatever, whatever works for those people. But you know, there was some. So, I mean, I guess let let's start here. Let's talk about what did you think of the show in general as a whole? Because I thought, okay, I get it. You can't have just awards at these things because we're you have so many of those other ones that are like that that don't get shown at all uh you know GDC dice all that stuff um here you know Jeff Keeley's kind of made it it's almost like uh here's an E3 before you know after E3 already took place with awards with other stuff I still felt like it maybe was a little bit too long. I mean, but three it hours, was, so. <laughs> I don't know why it needs to be three hours. And it was, well, it was especially weird because there's, like, at a certain point, they started belting out, belting out awards. Like, I think it was, like, best strategy game and maybe, like, best action game. And, like, one of their game, like, one of their big award was, like, they just said it. It's just, like, here's, you know, 
here's the award. And that was it. Like, they didn't have anyone come up from the, you know, team or whatever. They used to, like, three quick awards just, like, you know, in the span of 30 seconds. And it's like, what just happened? Like, if I went to the bathroom at that point, I would have been screwed. No, yeah. There was times where it certainly felt like, is this an award show or is this, you know, an announcement you know, show with awards around it, with also musical performances, with also, like, other things. Um, look, I get it. Jeff Keighley's trying to make, like, a variety show, and what? it's hard to get people to watch a stream for three hours and yeah. all that stuff, but I still think, like, it'd be nice if he could find a better way to balance this. Um, because it really did feel like at times like, Hey, cool. We're getting some of these ads, but some of them were just like, uh, I think almost every trading card game or something of that to to that effect, uh, you know, or, or some kind of ongoing game got some trailer and it was just like, and they all seem to happen one after the other, too, where it was just like, okay, I get it. We might need an intermission, but this is, like, too much. <laughs> uh, what was it? Um, Magic. Uh, League of Legends was doing that, I guess, single-player stuff now, so they got, like, oh, two in a row, almost. That, that uh, Apex Legends thing was beyond terrible. <laughs> I thought it was their Borderlands at first. And then all of a sudden they they showed like Apex people and I was like, oh okay, I get what this is. But yeah, that was not great. And uh, yeah, it just it just felt awkward because there was there was like I think it's okay that he did do some of that with the awards. Like you don't need some of those to be shown. Because, you know, we got to remember these are game developers. They're not actors. They're not really used to these speech things. And not only do you run the thing where they might run long, it's also like, are they really going to be wanting to be up there talking and doing all that? Uh, um, I, I, I don't think that you needed to have a bunch of these people come in and talk about the trailer afterwards also. For some of them, it was just like, really? Okay, we just saw this trailer. Good. You know, go on. Uh, and that, uh, I don't know, they didn't, to me, I get why they did it, right? Like, Fast and Furious at the end, because you got Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez to show up. But man, that game didn't look good. That looked like, that looked like, a, like first generation. It looked like that. The sequel to, like, The Wheelman that Vin Diesel did on the 360. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, man, this is bad. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it, it is uh, the Project Cars people, and they're not really known for making humans. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe it'll get better, but I guess as long as the car gameplay is, is good, that's what matters, right? It, I mean, he does have, like, at least a passing familiarity with good games, but not that big a one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think overall this might have been the best one. Um, I mean, for what that's worth, uh, I think 
it was fine for what it is. Um, in a year where we're certainly waiting for the next big thing to happen next year, I think this is kind of the best of what you could hope for. I'm still not sure about having Green Day. Uh, not that I like Green Day. Not don't get me I'm, wrong. Uh, I'm actually really indifferent to Green Day. I've only heard like one or two of their songs. Uh, I mean, my best friend is from you know when I was in college his favorite band was Green Day so I had to hear a lot of their songs eventually I kind of just it grew on me but I fell asleep during Green Day as well it's not that it was boring it was just kind of like we had gotten into that lull that I talked about with all the trailers about stuff that particularly wasn't very interesting to me personally and then Green Day comes on I'm just like all right I'm taking a nap because there's still like an hour left of this show Oh, I, and, oh you, you missed it, but the audience itself also took a nap. <laughs> no, yeah, there was a huge dip. Uh, I think they showed it. There was a huge dip in the stream when Green Day comes on. Yeah, it, it was And funny. then it goes down from there. Like, I think the the main singer, he tries to rally, like, the crowd at a certain point, and they're just not having it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, that's one of those things of, like, you have to kind of know the audience... Um, I think the, I'm sorry, I don't know the, the band of the churches. No idea. The I, other, the lady that sang? Oh, yeah, I tuned out from that as well. <laughs> I um, the song at all. <laughs> I thought that was perhaps more in tune with maybe video gamey stuff, but I still feel like just get the orchestra out there and do that thing that they do for the game of, you know, the game of the year stuff and and maybe do one where you play some things from like games but I don't need I don't know that you need a popular act to come out there and sing songs well, I mean the reason they got the reason they got Green Day is well two reasons one is that stupid Beat Saber pack um right yeah and they have a new album I think too but the other reason is because then you know having Green Day it's a play for legitimacy like hey we don't just have you know some no-name band that you never heard of. Like, hey, we have Green Day, so we've now, like, officially made it. Right. Uh, yeah, like, no, I totally get what he's doing, but... Yeah. Still. <laughs> doesn't play... Still doesn't play very well with the audience that's watching the... No. Uh, the stream. And it, like, like I said, it didn't play with the audience in the, in the theater also, so... <laughs> so let's let's get into... I don't know that you can really, with the awards, I mean, I don't know if there was anybody that got totally robbed. I think, uh, I was surprised Disco Elysium won four awards. Um, uh, well, Indie Darling, that, I mean, has, like, universal positive reviews, so. Right, right. I think it's one Makes of the sense. highest rated games, or perhaps the highest rated game of this year. Yeah. Um... And, uh, you know, I, I think and this is a year where, you know, we're going to have the same problem when we go through our top 25 in a couple of days of really, you could pick apart almost any game that came out this year for one reason or another. You're going to have, I think Death Stranding right now is sort of leading the charge. Um, I think the last time I looked, Death Stranding was leading by like 10. But there was other games that had... Also, like, right behind them, you know, seven places, you know, 
seven votes down, uh, you had a lot of, you know, mixed thoughts on on this year. Uh, so yeah. Sekiro winning not only its category, which, you know, I think that wasn't the worst idea of, okay, if this game already won for something, just tell them that this game won for that, and then the bigger award, you show it. Uh, you know, like, I don't know, I mean, with Discoism, it was kind of weird, because it was like, oh, they've won three awards, but here they're going to find out about one that they won here, Yeah, you know. So it perhaps doesn't work with every one of them, but you know, it's Sekiro winning in a year where there really wasn't any like standout. Oh my God, this is the game! Doesn't surprise me. Uh, but any of those games could have won, I think. So. Yeah, except for maybe Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's winning in for a lot of other places, so you know. Yeah. You get that, but I mean, Disco Elysium wins best RPG, best narrative, fresh indie game, and then the fresh, like, or the indie developer, and then also indie game. So, you know, well, they, they wanted to give that nice uh, ginger woman time to speak twice. <laughs> yeah. Um. The what was I think they they just still like some weird pacing stuff with the. Uh, with what Keeley tries to do, like, you know, again, the Muppets are a shot at legitimacy of getting, hey, we got the Muppets on here. I um, mean, I don't, at, at, well, at one point they were, but I mean, not much any, like, it was a nice, cute moment, but it's just like, they, the Muppets are I think relevant. there's a lot of people that want Beaker and the Goose game now. Yeah, that'll be a mod on Steam whenever, you know, I'm sure if not now, then in a few weeks. <laughs> Um, but you know, having that go right before the gains for impact, I don't know about that. Kind of sends the wrong message to me. But uh, other than that, you know, it was what it was. I think the bigger takeaways, obviously, the awards are what they are. Every outlet has them. So even though this is a legitimate thing, I don't know where you. They can call this the Oscars of video games, but I wonder if because you have every outlet out there doing their game of the year and all that stuff, how much of this does it really matter? Do people really pay that much attention, you know, um, to it? I, I think what's nice is the sales that happen. <laughs> yeah. Because of this too. <laughs> yep. So, um, that helps. Uh, and at the end of the day, I think this is one of the reasons why Keeley said he doesn't want to do it next year or even in December, you know, later in December or in January, is because they're trying to give one little bigger, one little bit more of a push to some of these games to go on that sale and get bought because they just watched them on this award show. So, yeah, that's helpful too. Yep. Let Let's get into I think probably perhaps some of the more important things because it's looking into next year uh, the announcements and perhaps none bigger than Microsoft coming out and just hey here's our console this is what it's called or at least the, 
the more expensive one. Oh yeah, and there's a Hellblade too. Like, that's that's uh, unexpected. I thought, well, they're surely gonna wait for E3 for all this stuff or whatever. Hey, but show no. it before the year's over. I think they wanted to call the Hellblade. I mean, that's not that unexpected because the first one obviously did well, and then this one looks a lot more combat oriented. Um, the Xbox is. It's a nice surprise because I mean it obviously gets way ahead of uh, PlayStation Five, right? So that's why they didn't do it at E3. Um, the problem with that is the name is terrible, and the system looks awful. Oh, <laughs> uh, looks like a computer tower. I mean, yeah, it looks like they're just sort of like they bought all the old cases from the Mac, the Mac, the Mac Pros or whatever that were, like, catching on fire because they didn't have good cir- circulation and say, hey, we can fix that. <laughs> yep, just I mean, add a big old vent on the top. That's the thing, is they're like, oh, you can you can, you can use the system horizontally, but it's like, wh- how, how do I put it in my entertainment center? Because it looks too big to fit in, like, a regular entertainment, like most people's entertainment centers. No, it looks, bi- I think it looks bigger than it actually is. Yeah. Um, so that's not uh, that's a little bit misleading. I think it's supposed to be actually smaller than what it actually looks like. Just seeing it, um, you know, I I think the controller itself is a little bit bigger than the current one they have, but well, it's I, not by I much. I mean, the controller is like so similar that it that doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I mean, I think they fix the D pad and like have a new start button but that's about it they but did fix the d-pad supposedly it's but, based off the elite 2 d-pad or something but it's just like the whole like the tower itself looks just gnarly or just looks so bad i'm like oh man <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like the series x is I mean, I know it's already getting called the Xbox Sex and all that kind of stuff. Um, well, remind. There's like I think there's a. Uh, I want to say like stockbrokers, they have to pass something called a Series Seven exam. Right. And it made it made me just think of that. <laughs> uh, I think what they're going for is kind of letting you know that perhaps we're not going to see at least for Microsoft. We're not going to see another Xbox 3 or anything like that. They're just going to keep iterating on this, and that's what it's going to be. Well, and perhaps, yeah. It'd be interesting if, like, the case is removable, and you're going to just, like, upgrade the parts and do it. <laughs> so it really is just a computer. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they do something like that, or they just... Yeah, introduce to some kind of upgrade thing where you don't have to replace the box, or... Maybe Microsoft themselves give you some kind of, hey, upgrade I, for something off. I also just think that the name is bad. Like, it's either time to ditch the Xbox name completely, or just slap a number on it, like a sequential number. Like, we know the drill. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I don't think you have to do that. Because remember I mean, the Wii to the Wii U, how much brand confusion there was? Right, there's going to be brand confusion here because you have an Xbox One X 
that uh, it's still going to be viable when this thing comes out because Halo Infinite's also coming for the Xbox One X. Yeah. Uh, and, th- and there's also going to be probably a Series S um, to go along with, you know, the Xbox One S, which is, you know, the the all-digital thing that they're still discussing and probably making at this point. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I I personally don't really care. I mean, uh, I do think it might, it's going to cause problems for, you know, your grandmas and your... I mean, yeah, people like, people who, people like us, we don't care, but, you know, if some soccer mom comes in, you know, wanting a, you know, the Christmas present for, you know, a 10 year old kid and goes, I want the Xbox X, you know, the salesperson is going to be like, I mean, but, the but a lot of these X. soccer moms are ordering things on Amazon now. Yeah. So, I mean, in Amazon, all you got to do is read the description and it says, coming 2020, this is the new Xbox or whatever, you know, like. I mean, I don't know how much your electronics person at Walmart's going to be able to help you if you go to there, but if you're yeah. ordering online, there shouldn't be much confusion unless you're looking at prices. Right. Then, you know. But, and then the mom will see, like, oh, one is $300 and one is, uh, you know, 500 or 600 <laughs> No, it'll be 500 uh, I mean, unless they're packaging it with like a year of Xbox Live and Game Pass and all that other, which I don't think they're gonna do. But right, yeah, uh, yeah. I think this is more about okay. Here it is. We got it out there. We're doing this. This is a series. It's not going to. We, you're not going to need something else because we're just... That, that's what it feels like. We're just going to keep introducing boxes in this series of... Until they decide not to do it anymore or whatever. I don't know, but... I, yeah. I, I, I guess I need more information on whatever they're going to do with that. But hey, he's... Phil Spencer is the one that said we name our boxes based on what we think they're about, and so then what is yeah. okay? What is Series X about then, Phil? Like <laughs> just that—that that it's a series of systems that are going to just continue we're, to be. Yeah, but it's like this, it's like we're Series Nine or we're Series, you know, or is Series yeah. X the one that has both uh, Titus and Unit in it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, this system have the have the uh, the sphere grid as the main as the uh, you know UI for the system. Yeah, it's it's really funny to me like that Xbox One has gone through at least three or four different major UI revisions over its like lifespan. Right, and they've all been terrible, <laughs> <laughs> near as I can tell. And like the PlayStation Four, I mean, it's had. It's had some functionality added to it, like to make it simpler, but it's like had the same mm-hmm. basic design since the first one rolled off the shelves. And it's like, doesn't this kind of tell you something? Like, well, they want to give you options, and that's what Microsoft's been all about with everything they've been doing. 
Yeah, but yeah. like, no. it's like, it says a lot that their first, like the original Xbox 360 UI, the Blade system, is still so revered, like because it was simple and basic and easy to navigate. And now, you know... Well, they had one. to take the Connect stuff out. They had to change that around. They still haven't really changed that UI that much. It's still based on that system because there was only so much they could do with it. Yeah. You know, I think it's so. funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. I agree with you. Uh, but some of that's on them for doing the stuff with the Connect from the beginning. You know, moving on from that, at Godfall, the Gearbox game became the first trailer to have PS5 at the end. We, I don't think yeah. you really saw enough of Godfall to be able to... Yens yeah. and I have been playing Borderlands 3. That is not a pleasant experience for either of us. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound great. Why not? The, like, the shooting is fine. Like, the game, like the quests are very dumb and basic. But just like the characters ad nauseum talking constantly are, and like being the worst written characters in a game ever. It's like, oh man, this is terrible. <laughs> like I yeah. can, I mean, Jens is like 1,500 miles away or, you know, 2,000 miles away. I can see it when we play together. I can feel his soul being sucked out from the game <laughs> by the terrible writing. Oh... That, well, there you go. Ringing endorsement for Borderlands Three, people. That'll be our. That'll be on both of our game of the year lists. <laughs> uh, one game I am super excited about, even though there was already a Bravely Default Two. Bravely Default Two, because Nintendo couldn't just slap a three on it. But there's already a Bravely Second. Why are we calling this Bravely Default Two? Because Bravely Second was supposed to be 1.2. <laughs> it's, like it's just like Final Fantasy 10-2. <laughs> I'm just excited it exists. It looked cool. I'm I'm glad there's more Bravely coming. Uh, can't wait to see more of it on the, on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, are you excited about the Weird West game? That's like that weird... Western game. Yeah, with the, from the people that made Prey and Dishonored. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's isometric. It looks like an old style, like Infinity Engine game, but like done better. And the Western angle might be cool. I don't know how much you can really take out of the new PUBG game because you really saw nothing. Yeah, they showed that yeah. and that League of Legends crap. And it's like, I don't care about any of this. Or not PUBG, Player Unknown, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, same. I'm calling it's the same thing. Uh, I am glad that uh, Ori and the Will of the Wolves has an, a, a release date. So, because I'm uh, excited to play that. Gears Tactics finally got announced, which that was looked awesome. So yeah, down X, for that. X, XCOM Gears. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Do it if you can. You can make it work. Ghost of Tsushima looks great as well. So speaking, summer twenty twenty. Speaking of great, did you watch that Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance trailer? Yes. That that was the funniest trailer ever. 
Why? Why? The, the two biggest reasons were was none of the characters' heads looked connected to their bodies. Like the char- like the character, especially the first character, like the warrior guy with the two swords. He is like gesticulating wildly. He's looking looks like he's doing like a cartwheel motion with his hand with his arms, but head, his head is all like spinning around like a dreidel. Yeah. It's like what is going on here? And to top it all off, like every character kind of looked like that. Like they're like the dwarf looked a little better, I guess, but every character looked like just not animated correctly. And to top it all off, they had that like new metal song playing, and mm-hmm. it's like. Yep, this is what you want to identify Dungeons and Dragons with. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you couldn't find some orchestral song or something from Lord of the Rings. You have to find this fucking new metal band that no one has ever heard of, and it's like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> like wh- I, I want someone to recut that trailer with like, uh, Beastie Boys Sabotage or something like that. It's a, that would be a more somewhat more fitting song for this thing than this that song. <laughs> All right. So, anything else that uh, got your attention as far as announcements go? Uh, let's see. Like I like the No More Heroes three. Well, it, it's getting me a culpa since that last one sucked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but the other one kind of leads into that, I guess, now. So, it's not so bad. Yeah. Uh, How much did the uh, Wolf Among Us 2 surprise you? I mean, a little, but not really, because I know someone else bought that studio, or bought the name. So, uh... Surprising that WB kind of let them have their... Their stuff. Again, well, after all the other ones kind of didn't. Not as much because uh, I mean, what else, who else is going to do it? Or you know, if someone else does it, and people make it more pissed. Uh, I will say that nine to five game looked terrible. Yep, I agree. It, like, it looked like a uh, it looked sub conquer to me. <laughs> that is. Uh... Not, not ever getting endorsement there. The MUA 3 stuff looked okay, but I can't imagine anyone's still playing that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is part of the stuff they promised, the X-Men. and. Yeah. And uh, Final Fantasy 7 looked good, like, still. Yeah, of course. I was, uh, you know, glad it's a little bit more from that, so... It's, never going to complain. It's weird. It's really funny to me, kind of, how they, I mean, they keep showing it, which kind of scares me to an extent, but how much they keep showing it stupid scorpion boss fight, because that thing is so inconsequential in the grand scheme of, the, you know, in the grand scheme of that game, it's like, if you keep showing this, what does that say about the rest of this thing? Like, holy crap. I don't know that it's very long. I mean, wasn't there a... Like a leak of the soundtrack or whatever, and it didn't seem like it went very far into the. Right, like it's just all. It's like it's, it's like what I saw. It's all Midgar stuff, so. 
that probably be that's like a big point, and then they might add in some extra missions and extra things that kind of elongate it. Well, I imagine it's going to be like a lot like uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, where you can like now take side jobs and go around Midgar and you basically become like a bounty hunter or something, or you like have to cap, you know, capture guys or something like that. Yeah. Okay, might, might be fun. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that it'll be bad, but it's just like, all right. <laughs> like, you can, you don't need to show this one boss fight over and over. <laughs> but I, don't, I also don't remember a ton of other boss fights in that game. So, or the There's the, the one... A little bit after, like when their fight, when Rufus shows up. Yeah, well, they, I think they showed off. Oh, that was Final Fantasy. In Final Fantasy fourteen, they're adding Ruby weapon, so that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, on the whole, the show was okay. Like it wasn't super memorable, but it wasn't also like embarrassing. Like, yeah, it wasn't embarrassing bad either. Yeah. No, uh, no big thing from Nintendo. This yeah, I think year. I was expecting, like, you know, the last, whatever, final, or Smash Brothers character, and it's like... Yeah, because they uh, have to give it in by February, or... So I, mean, I guess that means things. we're getting a January Direct. Yeah, or like, oh, we increased Mars uppercut damage by 0.1%, and everyone will freak out or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited that uh, in January we're getting the... Uh, Token Rod Sessions, so. But it's a censored copy, so who cares, man? <laughs> Come on, people, really? Yeah. Did you really expect Nintendo to be all about being uncensored? For a major yeah. release like that? Even the Japanese one's the censored one. Apparently. People are, like, way too uptight, or, like, too obsessed with that type of stuff. Yeah, like, oh, we're going to boycott the game now. Okay, well, yeah. that's that's great for other Japanese game releases that don't see the light of day often. Yeah. Like, just you, support it. Yeah. I guess if you pre-order uh, Final Fantasy VII through Amazon, you're going to get some special theme or something. So. Oh, for the PS4? Yeah. Which is, which uh, is okay. dumb. I am, like, really obsessed with getting themes. I don't know why. So, like, I like them too. It's cool. Like I liked the Final Fantasy VII theme when I had it because it played the one of the songs. Or was it One Winged Angel? No, I think it played the piano song from. Okay. Like Tifa's theme, but like slow. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been playing Sid's theme. Cause that's a boss theme well, right there. <laughs> yeah. No, that that theme is awesome. Uh. Yeah, I think that does it for the Game Awards. I mean, again, uh, it was a fine award show. Probably it, could have focused a little bit more on the awards. Yeah, I believe we say that every year. <laughs> the announcements were not as big as they have been in years past. But I think that's because everybody's kind of waiting for next-gen. Yeah. So I'd imagine the one next year will be back to form as far as the announcements go. I think so. it's funny. I don't know about you. I think only, I, only one guy, I think it's Jens, has played Sekiro, and that's it. It's Daniel or Randy. Or, or Stephanie. Else, you know? Stephanie reviewed it. Okay. 
She loved it, obviously. She's a Dark Souls person. See, it's funny. Jens didn't like it, and he is a Dark Souls person. Well, it's completely opposite of Dark Souls as far as the gameplay goes. Well, he likes it, like that, those types of games in general. I'm like, all right. I mean, that was a very much loved game by he's, a lot of people. So, he's, well, he's currently obsessed with, with uh, Code Vein. I'm like. Wow, alright. Yep, I got off that one quick. Even though it had the anime storyline, I was like, nope. I don't know, did Adam give it to you? Uh, How did I get that? I remember there was some email, I think I got it. There was some email from Adam about who wanted it, and I think I didn't want it. I'm like, no way. I think it might have been him, yeah. But I, I was just kind of like, this is not for me, and I'm totally lost. I have no idea where the hell I'm supposed to be going. It's like this map does not explain to you anything about whether you've been here or not before. It kind of does, but then it kind of doesn't. And I know that's how Bloodborne and Dark Souls work. Yeah. But it's like how all yeah. those stupid games work, and that's another reason why I'm not a huge fan of most of them. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I think that's the reason not... I feel like Remnant quite a bit is because Remnant had like you'd go into an area, and it would be a, a decently large area, but it would have like an entrance, an exit, and like maybe like one or two side side dungeons, and that's about it. Areas didn't loop around and shit like that, or you know, that's how the Surge Two is like a constant like. You go in like one area and it constantly basically makes a big circle back to like your hub area. Exactly, just, that's what that is. Unlock a shortcut. It's like man, this yeah. is annoying and dumb. Like, and it's like there's no like the say the enemies show up again and all that stuff. And I'm just kind of like, really? Yeah. I don't know if I've been here or not. Great. <laughs> right. I know people that are Dark Souls fans are probably just like, you guys are idiots, but. Sorry. Well, they just need to learn to accept those are bad games and move on with their life. <laughs> well, I, I'm like, Code Vein was not great, and it seems like not a lot of people were big fans of it. Uh, almost everybody, because Surge 2 came out, like, uh, in the same week. Week, yeah, it was weird. Uh, I think almost everybody that I heard reviewing both games were like, yeah, if you really need that fix, just play Surge 2, because Code Vein is, is not it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jens um, loves it, but he just—I think he just loves it because it has a good character creator and a good, uh, like, good soundtrack, and that's about it. <laughs> oh, well, I'd agree with that. It does have a really, really deep character creator. I was kind of like, "Holy crap! You can make a all kinds of anime characters in this game." See, my problem with uh, that is I'm just not creative, so I just usually just pick like default male and like yeah. maybe change the eye color, and that's about it. I'm like, yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> yeah, it's. You don't have to be. It's it's you're not a you're a the world you're a whoever, so it doesn't really matter. Well, it's not like they're gonna go. Game, so, so the first question I asked Jens was, "Hey, do they sparkle?" <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah. yeah. I, well, let's let's uh, before we get into what we're, I forgot to talk about that at the beginning. Uh, we're gonna kind of look back at the year. And talk about where the big three kind of are heading into next year. We know that both, obviously, Xbox announced theirs already. We know PlayStation got the PS5, but 
kind of looking ahead to next year, that last bit of this generation, what that means, uh, all that, and as well as for Nintendo, everything else. Um, so uh, we're going to do that right after we talk about games we've been playing. Of course, like I mentioned before, barring anything crazy, because apparently Daniel does have uh, early tickets to Star Wars, so um, it may just be... Uh, Mark Jens and I for a little while until he gets to join or because I don't know if I can wait till 1 a.m. to start all the time uh so yeah uh I've uh been trying to play games to to kind of be able to talk more when we do our top 25 for game of the year and kind of solidify my my personal top 10 uh, so, you know, I've been playing more Pokemon. I'm up to, like, the 7th gym right now. Uh, just got into the... Oh, God, I forgot the name of the town that has the Dark Gym Leader in it. Um, then, uh, played some Gears 5. That's certainly more Gears. Uh, still... A ringing endorsement. <laughs> no, no. I mean, Gears Four was good. Was great. So uh, uh, it, it was fine. Like I played Gears with Jens, and I think the problem is I really didn't like the story, or it felt like very like chasing fucking Marcus around when he's eaten by that you know that monster. It's like this is going mm-hmm. on for a little too long. Like I like the idea of like going around that one big city, like the like the robot city. That was cool. Yeah. And then it's just like, yep, just facing all these stupid monsters again. I'm like, alright. Well, this one certainly goes off of Gears 4 because at the beginning they tell you a previously on Gears, yeah. even. Uh, not at, at least playing a decent character of Kate, so that's good. <laughs> well, the first mission you have to play is uh, JD, so uh, that's not too great, but yeah. I, I've played the first couple of missions so far. Um, I, I've been enjoying it. Uh, you know, I'm a big Gears fan, so was always amped to play Gears 5. Uh played some of Astral Chain, and uh, that game is super fun. Uh, just, I love dumb action stuff, so... Um, I mean, it, it has a little interesting story with the... Uh, what do they call Chimeras that show up from these black gates and you have your own chimera and you get to have at it with with those against against them and your characters also have guns and freaking cool swords so uh yeah. why not um there is a th- this one has a very basic character creator that you get to choose whether you want to be the the twin sister or the twin brother and then the other character they're ten, they're both named Akira. <laughs> uh, it's so nice to see the ant reference in anything. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, no, I I like the setting. I like the the story so far. I think it's kind of shaping up to be one of my favorite games of the year. I was expecting it to be, but man, Platinum makes great stuff, and this is another one of those. It's weird uh, how like little buzz that game got. Like I like like. 
sneaked out. No one played it. No one cared really. <laughs> well, the it was always like I don't think it was ever gonna get the publicity that Near got. You know, no, so I, I think they were expecting it to do as well as like Bayonetta two did or something. You know. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of there was other stuff that came out at the same time as that. Oh, Control came out the same yeah. week, which kind of killed its its thunder too. You know, but right. uh, Astral Chain just looked very. Okay, this is like one of those platinum games that it's if you're like a Japanese game kind of person or anime kind of person, this is right up your your alley, but perhaps not gonna you know catch your attention maybe like Nier did and yeah, like when you have a great Go ahead. I mean, it's a, it's missing the philosophical storyline, so <laughs> that too. But I think when you have such a great game like Control comes out that same week and just it took a little bit, I think, for people to rave about it. But once they started, it didn't stop. So yeah, I, that Tanatil that kills your also no near came out on PC too, right? Uh late, much later. Or much later. So it's a PS4. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. It's just, I think it just... It kind of gave you that vibe of... Well, it's a Platinum game, but... It's a new IP, and maybe it's not gonna... I think like, Platinum know. has a weird reputation about launching IPs. Because some of their stuff is great, and some of it's not so great. <laughs> True. This okay. one is certainly uh, one of the great ones, though, so... Maybe yeah. they will continue it sure. uh, for for Nintendo. I uh, also played my friend Pedro. It's on Game Pass. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's dumb fun. Like it has the the bullet time and the the where you can focus and you can double aim and you can. It's the typical like devolver dumb. Like, we're just going to let you do whatever the fuck you want, and, you know, uh, like, you know, Katana Zero had that rewind and fast, the, re the, like, slow down gameplay mechanic as part of their thing. My friend Pedro just does it because it wants to be, it wants to be cool, and they, the banana freaking talks to you, and... Yeah, I mean, you have a freaking banana talk to you. Hey, what, like mean, what else? Sounds like Shadows of the Damned. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, what else do you want? <laughs> what else do you want? Uh, it, yeah, it's just dumb fun. So good. Uh, and I and I played some Devil May Cry as well, which is another game of just just pure action for the sake of just action that follows the. Devil May Cry storyline, which I know nothing about because I think I've played, like, parts of one, and that's it. So. Well, I think they like that Devil May Cry reboot, like, screwed it up, kind of. Um, I'm still bitter about that, not not going over, not going forward, but I think that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So what have you been? Uh, you got a lot, got a lot to play. So yeah, the things I've been most playing. I've been playing Star Wars Jedi or Fallen Order Jedi, whatever the fuck it's called. Jedi Fallen Order. Tomb, Tomb Raider Jedi. Let's call it that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, like the combat is not. It, it is slightly Dark Soulish. Um. Because it can only have one attack button. Like, it's very combo, or it's very, uh, like, counter-heavy. Like, you know, you counter at the right time, and you can deal, like, a lot of damage. Uh, and you only, can only, only restore health, like, a few different times before you can, like, rest and get it back for some unknown reason. Like, they don't quite explain why, how that happens. <laughs> at least Dark Souls was just like, hey, it's magic, it's cool. In this game, it's like, <laughs> you're, like, popping, like, stim pack, but then you, when you rest they're like oh you get your stem packs back I was like, how does this work like um but yeah it's great a lot of fun good acting from uh cameron moynihan i think that's his name i've, I've liked him in shameless quite a bit over the years uh yeah uh, are, you, are, you, are you descending what's going on <laughs> I, I no i'm trying not to be in the well I put myself on mute because I had to drink some water okay. and then yeah I don't <laughs> I don't know what happened after that it got like super loud for a second so uh what else yeah I only I only hit like the first two planets or so so I got like the main uh I have like a slow time ability and then I have force push I think and yeah, I quite like it. I, I have to play a lot more of it, obviously. Um, but the combat feels like really weighty and good, which is nice. And it's nice to see like the lightsaber actually like cutting up crap because they've underplayed that quite a bit as of late. <laughs> yeah, you know Disney, they like to keep that a little bit on the the PG or side. Yeah. There's a funny quote, I mean, we joked about it online, about, like, there are now trailers for uh, this game that go, like, oh, this is the best-reviewed Star Wars game in a decade. And it's like, that, you might not want to say that, guys. Like, you should keep that a little on the down low. Like, Well, they don't like, care if they if people don't buy Battlefront anymore. They just want people to buy this game. So Yeah, but it's like, yeah, we've been, it's like, yeah, we've been fucking up this license for the past... <laughs> five to ten years like we finally hey we finally made a good one who would have thought it right are you uh how's the story uh it's fine it's very much like a you know it's very not i wouldn't say predictable per se but like hey your guy got amnesia and lost his connection to the force and now you're trying to you know visit all these planets and get it back like didn't, it's like, didn't this happen in KOTOR 1? If not, if also not KOTOR 2? Like, well, remember, KOTOR is not canon, so... Yeah, I'll say that when they make a, when they make another, when they make a movie out of it, because they have no other ideas left. Probably. <laughs> That'll be great. They, like, make it not canon, and they go, oh, well, we might as well make these canon again, because, you know, we have to make no. movies. From... Well, they'll do that, or they'll just go, hey, we're making KOTOR the officially licensed KOTOR game now. It's like, oh, we finally got Bioware back on the Star Wars games again. Where they, where they should have been in the first place. <laughs> uh, well, Respawn makes 
makes good games. Yeah, that's, and th- I mean, this is quite this is good, and it's nice that it's on the Unreal Engine because you can clearly tell that they're more, much more comfortable with that game engine than Frostbite, and it just like looks and plays so much better. So please God, don't bring back Frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> or like Frostbite's fine in certain certain specific example, like first person shooter, it's great. But they they were trying to adapt it to like you know, this is our game engine for everything. It's like this game engine is not designed for this at all. Like slow your roll. Like Unreal Engine has had twenty years of being, you know, adapted and worked on so that's why it's capable to do pretty much anything it wants it needs to. This thing, like, barely anyone knows how to actually use it. <laughs> well, anything else you are... Uh, I, I've been playing Death Stranding, because I got that also. Uh, yeah, that game's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the, the understatement of the, the year. Well, it's not the story. Like, the story is dumb. Like, or what I... What's going on? So you know, it's like kind of just dumb. I think. I heard whole... someone that like loved the game, or whatever that reviewed it and, and gave it a high score, or whatever. They referred to it as Kojima doing anime ass shit in a realistic setting. Except it's not realistic. Like Metal Gear Solid Four and Five are more realistic than this thing because this is well, all like. Yeah future, you know, future world that, like, is destroyed, essentially, except for, like, these, like, bases that, they don't explain why the bases can survive, at least not yet, or maybe it's buried in some manual or tip that I don't care to read, um, so, like, yeah, you, you pick up packages, you balance them on your back or your body, and you go from, uh, outpost to outpost delivering shit, that's it, (laughs) or at least that's, that's, about as far as I've gotten. And they're like, some of the tooltips are like, oh, you can trade weapons in the game. I'm like, there are weapons? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, there apparently is combat. Like, I know, like, yeah. I found, like, I didn't fight, I didn't face them, but there are, like, evil delivery people who are, like, either robots or crazy. I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. which. I think they're just crazy. And, like, they saw me, and they started running towards me, but then this, like, time storm happened, and all these invisible other enemies came out and killed them all. They just, they just ran off. Uh, I think I like listened to a podcast where the, like the guys were just like, yeah, I just punch the evil guys and they just run away or they just drop what they're carrying. I'm like, all right, <laughs> seems simple enough. <laughs> that works too. Like the climbing is kind of interesting, and like you know, do you ever play as a kid? Did you ever play Oregon Trail? Yes. It reminds me a little of that actually. And that's really? really, it's really weird to say that because like. Did you ever beat Oregon Trail? No, somebody always died of cholera or something. I mean, that always happens. But, <laughs> so, like, uh, the like very last bit of Oregon Trail, it's very different. Because you're guiding the, like, the, the wagon along this river. Like, it's like a kind of an isometric perspective, almost. And you have to, like, balance the load and, like, not hit rocks with the arrow keys and stuff like that. And this game is kind of like that. Like, you have to keep pressing L2 and R2 to, like, keep your guy straight. Or, like, the weight, you know, the weight in his pack straight so it doesn't fall over. That's like, alright. This is weird, well, but okay. <laughs> who knew you could make a walking sim hard? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looks really good. 
the the character names are really stupid, really stupid. Die Hard Man. Incredibly, yeah. There's like Die Hard Man, Dead Man. Who's like this doctor friend of yours or something? Who who was a coroner? Coroner, but he, no, he's not doing that anymore. I think there's another character called Mama who I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And there's like another character. I want to say it was like Heartman or something, or I forget his name. But you're like getting introduced to this character through like a through like voiceover, and it's like what? Like, <laughs> and I had to ask because I know Randy's a big fan of this game. I had to ask yes. him last night. So you have like a private room, uh, like most of the big bases do apparently. And that's where you like right. go to like take a shower or just kind of hang out. So like the first one I was at, it was just like very tutorialized. It was like you're just sitting in a bed and you have to like look around for like, oh, press X to interact with the BB or press square to drink a mountain a monster energy drink and stuff like that. And then the next base was like that too. And I was I asked him like, are all these bases just like are all these rooms just like that? And he was like, yeah. I was like, that seems really dumb. <laughs> Like why can't like because you you don't you can't move at all, you just move the camera around to like different prompts on the game world. So, but are you learning anything or? No. It's like yeah, if you want to watch Norman Reedus drink a monster, it's like I guess I can learn to do that, but or watch his like naked ass as he takes a shower for a few few for like a minute or two. It's like okay. Uh, and the uh. funniest thing, really, like it's like an hour in maybe is, like, after the first mission, he gets back to this base, or one of the bases, and he takes his, starts undressing, and he's wearing a Dreamcatcher necklace. Yeah. And I was like, I would really like to think that he would, like, that Norman Reedus himself was just wearing that, like, when he went into the mocap studio and just kept it in. They didn't, like, you know, there's a whole stupid story reason why he's wearing it, but I was like, I could see that guy being a, being pompous enough to wear this. <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah. Like, the... It's... It's interesting. I'm not going to say it's bad or good. Uh, and, but, like, the climbing is actually kind of interesting. Or, like, you know, just having to bounce stuff around. Uh, but all, like, the, you know, story stuff and the world building is, like, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Destiny, the most polarizing game of this year. I, I do... I, I like I've seen Mads a few times Mads Mickelson mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what his story is yet I think he's like the bad guy or one of them um, and I like my, I don't know her, her last name I like Leah Sado quite a bit because I think she's fragile in this game but she was in like a Bond movie or some of the Bond and like one of the Mission Impossibles which is weird <laughs> <laughs> well Mads is supposed to be like the best character in that game so yeah so we will see how that goes. And then, I, yeah, I have... Oh, I finished The Tourist, which is still cool. I haven't, I didn't 100% it yet, but I at least got to, like, the end point. Where I was like, do you want to keep going, or do you just want to end the game? <laughs> uh, I, and I have Disco to still to least try for a second, and Darksider Genesis. Which I'm that, curious about. A lot. That's yeah. all. I, I will... Be, Put it this way, there's five games to review. I won't be reviewing at least two of them. <laughs> we, we will That's see which, one, which, two, which two of those happen <laughs> at the end. Right. 
yeah. Well, yeah. So definitely, uh, we'll see how that stacks up for our game of the year twenty-five list and the personal list when we get to them in a few days. But let's let's take a look back here at the year that was 2019 uh, for the the big three as it were I mean I think we might as well just start with Nintendo because they're the ones that had the most to do uh, this year I think especially after last year yeah they're coming off the high that was Smash Brothers um, you know people are kind of coming in Wondering, okay, what do they got for this year aside from the expected Pokemon and all that? Um, I don't know that it, it you know, they, they started off with that Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Um, they had that fitness boxing for a while. Yeah, I didn't like that new Super Mario Brothers game that much. Yeah, it was okay. I didn't think it was anything uh, special uh, at all either. Um, I tried playing with my daughter, and I was more confused, I think, than she was. Yeah. Uh, they had, it kind of took them a while to kind of, like, that second half of the year, I think, aside from, you know, Smash, uh, DLC, you know, uh, they had the Tetris 99 for the Switch Online, which is like the first Switch Online like exclusive thing. Did you that was, that was enjoy great. that? Yeah, I got my. I actually got my victory like a few like about a month ago, and I was like, "Yes, finally, I can stop playing this now for a while." <laughs> yeah, but crazy. It has good. Yeah, the only thing problem is really with it is like they have like modern Tetris isn't good because it's all about that stupid T-spin nonsense. Not mm-hmm. actually about like building Tetrises. Like I think you get more points by doing T spins and Tetrises. And it's like that I don't like this. I don't know how to build these and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Does that follow that here for Tetris ninety nine too? Yeah, because yeah, I, I watched like a high level player play it. And he's like building all these, all these like wacky looking uh things. And I'm like, This how do, what are you doing? But then, yeah, he's, like, T-spinning like crazy, you know, at the end. And I'm like, oh, that's what you're doing. Uh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> I like to build Tetris pieces, or Tetris, you know, towers, and then knock them all out at, at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's what you should be doing, but you know. But the uh, the one thing I'll say is, like, the different skins are really cool. Like, the Fire Emblem one, the Pokemon one. You know, all those are really neat. Oh, the different skins? That's awesome. Well, it's like different skins. They change like the you know the art and the palette, and they also they change like the music. Ah. So that fire okay. one in particular is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. After that, I think um, until you got to, I mean, you had Yoshi's Crafted World, which is fine. Uh, it was what it was. Uh, I think until you hit Cadence of Hyrule, which is a surprise, and then it kind of just released a couple days later. And Super Mario Maker 2 is when it finally kind of felt like, okay, Nintendo's hitting uh, these games that we thought were going to we're gonna do something. Yeah. Uh, f- 
I feel like Cadence of Hyrule was a kind of a nice little surprise. It was, it's it's a fun game. Like I, I have fun like just getting to be Link and and uh, trying to match that beat to those you know Zelda songs. So yeah, I, like I said to you, it's a it's a hard game actually, or it's hard right. to keep the beat. Uh, but it has a really great soundtrack. I mean, it's Danny B. So what do you expect? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know you weren't a big fan of Mario Maker 2. No, it's perfectly serviceable. I just, I think the, like, the, uh, interface for building levels is bad, and then, like, playing is fine, but it still has, like, the online is broken for me and Yen's completely. Like, we were, like, badly desyncing, like, crazy, or, like, timing out. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, I think, like, the new, uh, patch with the Zelda stuff looked cool. But it's just not quite enough for me, like, draw me to draw me back into it. It feels like the game as a whole didn't have the following that the first one had. Yeah, the first one is you do not hear that many people playing it or talking oh, no. that much about it. You know, not at all. Yeah, uh, the first one felt like it had a, a long tail. Like, yes, I know that was some of it was on competitive certain people being competitive about it or whatever but you know it just this one kind of felt like it came out and it was like hey Mario Maker's back oh wait yeah. this is like the first one they added all the stuff and then oh here's some other things yeah yeah it's, it's actually not until that recent the Zelda patch that got me interested in it back at all I'm like, yeah. Yeah, if you would have added something like that fairly quickly after Mario Maker 2 comes out, instead of, I think, wasting a lot of time on the co-op thing that well, was ultimately that, kind of a bust. The co-op thing should have honestly been there in the first place. So that's, like, the disappointing thing. If it was, like, if, you know, if it launched busted, that would have been a little... I mean, it would have been annoying, but it would have been easier to swallow. But, the, no, the, this came later, and it's still broken. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the bad thing about it. Um, you know, they had a Mobile Ultimate Alliance 3, which, uh, you reviewed, I talked about Astral Train, I didn't get to, I wanted to, I didn't get to play Damon X Machina, and then of course Fire Emblem Three Houses also came, uh, you know, a bit after that, and you've been absolutely loving that game as has a lot of people because it won the fan award for yeah, best game. I, I would say that's the best game for the Switch for the year at least. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Totally agree. I, I mean, what... Uh, where do you kind of ultimately... You said the problem with Marvel Ultimate Alliance was like the, the co-op thing where you... Well, it was the boss fights. There were, like, yeah. there were way too many of them. Um, and like each boss, you have to like stun them to make them like vulnerable to damage. And it just took fucking forever. Like holy crap! Like you know, boss fights in the first game, the first two were like, eh. They had like invulnerable, they had like uh, attacks or like you know sequences where they were invulnerable for like a little while, but then you just keep like wailing on them. But this game, yeah, you just keep wailing on these guys, and it just takes forever to like deal any damage to them. It's like, oh man, this is not fun at all. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I agree. 
I, I, I think it's admirable that they keep supporting it. Like, I don't wish them harm, but, I, you know, I wish the games had played better, or, the, you know, the game played better, like, at least, like, the old, like, the first two ones, at least, Marvel Heroes. I'd much prefer that. <laughs> and the fact that they have no gear is just bizarre to me, because that, that's what the whole game was supposed to be, like, a dungeon crawler, <laughs> and they removed the dungeon part. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, speaking of dungeons, they uh, added in a dungeon created to Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, and that didn't uh, come out very well, but the rest of the game did, at least. Yeah. I don't think it would be on my, my game of the year list, necessarily, but uh, it was really well made, and it was fun. Yeah. Um, if that's a game that a lot of people were waiting on and it delivered on it i think a lot of what everybody wanted for that yeah um you've been playing luigi's mansion 3 right yeah it's good i mean it's my it's the first one i've been playing but yeah it's really it's tough but it's really intellectual and good yeah yeah i've talked a bunch about pokemon dragon quest 11 is great to have it looks i think just as good as the ps4 version um the one thing that sucks is the... I get that this is very hard to do. It's not easy to do it like you have in the other games. But it would be really nice if they would have made it to where you could just switch on and off the... Um, well, I don't think they could have done it because of the way it's 3D or whatever. But you kind of... You can't um, easily switch between the 2D and the 3D. You have to start yeah. a whole new save. You don't have to start a whole new save, but you have to have a different save for the for the 2D. So Fun. it kind of makes you not want to do that. You either have yeah. to play the whole game in 2D or you play the whole game in 3D or whatever. And that game's so long, I don't think you want to go back and play it again. Um. And uh, I've played some of Ring Fit Adventure. It is fun. It actually does what it's supposed to do. It actually feels like you get more of a workout than, say, like you did with the Wii Fit or whatever. So, um, yeah, if you're one of those people that has, like, a family around that you want that family game while you get some exercise, I I definitely think uh, that that's worth getting. Um, So if you include that with... That's just, uh, you know, the first party stuff. If you include, you know, all the indies that helped, you know, the Switch. I mean, you had uh, Mortal Kombat 11 showed up on the Switch. I mean, obviously Bethesda continued to support it uh, with uh, Doom, with, you know, Overtime Youngblood. Um, you had, uh, uh, you know, Cuphead and Ori and the Blind Forest showed up on Switch, which... You know, I think it's still amazing to me <laughs> um, that Microsoft had them show up on that system. Uh, Overwatch wasn't great. Uh, neither was Spyro, but they showed up on there. I mean... Uh, yeah, Overwatch was pretty nasty, actually. <laughs> Witcher 3 looks terrible if you play it on your TV. Uh, so I wouldn't recommend that at all. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Bloodstain didn't turn out well either. Well, on the Switch was on the Switch particularly. 
on computer. Yeah, yeah, on Switch. I think they, I think they did patch it, so it's like pretty decent now, at least. That's like the last thing I saw about it. Yeah, I mean, and they they also had the the Smash DLC, which you know you got Banjo, you got Terry from King of Fighters, you got the Hero, you got Joker. I mean, you can't. Uh, really complain too much of that. I think obviously the Switch was the the number one console this year and they backed it up with games and I think this year was insanely great for Nintendo. Yeah. Uh I I mean it took them forever to get the Super Nintendo stuff out <coughs> out there. Um I still think you could uh, do a little better about how that's coming out or whatever, but I guess if they're going to release it in a big chunk like they did this year or in December, like every couple months or something, I guess it isn't too bad. Yeah, they're adding Star Fox, which like, okay. or Star Fox to Super uh, Kirby Superstar, which is one of the best games on that system. So I bought a uh, copy of that recently, that Kirby Superstar game. Yeah, and the case is broken. Ah, uh, like one of the screw holes was like actually busted inside the case. So like half the case, like it doesn't it closes well enough, but you can kind of tell like this isn't closing correctly. <laughs> well, let's you know thinking about like this next. I mean, we had the switch light, right? That came as well. Uh, there's a lot of talk about will there be a Switch Pro? There's been rumors as that this is that there's a Switch Pro happening. Nintendo just won't talk about it. They reveal the Breath of the Wild 2. We know Bayonetta 3 is there. We know um, Metro Prime 4 is coming. We just haven't heard anything about those two games at all. Um, we know Animal Crossing New Horizons is coming, uh, which is March 20th. There's some new Brain Age game coming, uh, that's hitting Japan, but we don't know if it's coming here or not. Um, there's the two ports, the Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, Sharp FE and the Zoneblade Chronicles Definitive, and, and probably a new Detective Pikachu are you I mean obviously the Switch has life left you know um, but do you feel like it'll be fine without having a Switch Pro with the new the two new systems coming or do you think it needs to have it I think it'll need to have it eventually but it depends on how how fast it can gear up making crap for the PS5 and the Series 10 if it takes like two years then Nintendo will be safe but if it's a lot quicker they might have issues like, you know, they're not going to be porting over that stupid God, you know, game from uh, the Borderlands team, whatever it was called. Godfall, yeah. Yeah, the super memorable Godfall. Like, so I don't think I don't think ports from, like, those systems are going to make this switch at all. But as long as it's still, like, a good... Uh, good like audience for nintendo games and there always will be then it will be fine at least for the short term yeah because i 
even the Microsoft system, like if the base is the Xbox One X, like the original, I don't think that works for the Switch unless the Switch Pro is able to handle that. And even then, you're probably going to get like the downgraded ports, like the Bethesda games, or or you know what you've been having with The Witcher and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Do you really want that on your system just to be able to have it? And I don't know that that helps Nintendo at all uh, in that front. And as we're going to see for 2020, all three of these companies have a lot of stuff coming. And I have a feeling we're going to, we got to at least get one of the big three that I talked about from Nintendo in 2020. But we don't know what else is coming on the pipeline because they've been very secretive about it. You'd think that there's some Pokemon thing coming, whatever that is. Um, but uh, other... I wouldn't actually say that. Cause well, unless they're, they're developing like another Let's Go or something. I mean, I think people might want like just a make make another Pokemon Snap, <laughs> or maybe just take a Pokemon break. That would be perhaps yeah. good for it too. Um, I can see them, like, releasing more DLC, or DLC for this Pokemon Sword thing. Yeah. Sword and Shield. But, yeah, like, if they release, like, another po- new Pokemon game for this year, or for next year, but, like, alright, you're turning this into a, a little more of an analyzed franchise, and I think most people want. Please stop for at least a year or two. <laughs> yeah, I, I would hope that that's their intention here, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, Nintendo's you know. not... They really aren't ones for like, uh, really like ex- like exploiting their franchises too much. I mean, they can, but they don't typically do it because I think they see they see enough value in only having like one Mario game per console or you know stuff like that. That I think they still like that idea. Yeah, and they they did support Mario. They supported Zelda. Um, so. Uh, we'll probably see that. Um, again, I'm going to say that it'd be so weird if you're not going to release the Metroid Prime Collection on this thing. And that's yeah. a big release that you could have in your back pocket for whenever you want to drop that. Right, um, if they just said, hey, Metroid Prime is that trilogy out tomorrow, people would go nuts. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this has been, uh, it's also still a big old, there's a lot of companies like Capcom and Square that have used it as a big old port machine. I mean, they you got all almost all the Final Fantasies on there, which is incredible. Still, I mean, you got all the Resident Evils almost on. I mean, all the old Resident Evils anyway. Um, you know, I'm sure uh, the way, they'll find a way to port Resident Evil Two to that thing. <laughs> maybe. Remember when they ported Resident Evil Two to the N64? Yes. That was weird. That was awesome, yeah. but it was weird. Yeah, it was, it was certainly weird. Dude, I mean, like, cannot. I think it was, like, I think it was like the most expensive cartridge. Like, it was still the same price, but it had like a, a ton more memory than like a regular A64 cartridge was supposed to have. Eh, at least it's better than the StarCraft uh, 64? port. Yeah. I remember that. That's bad. I, I, no, it was fine. But yeah. I had a buddy like do a video on it, but because he was reviewing ports at the time. Yeah. But it was interesting enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're getting the trials of mana is also coming to that, which is kind of cool. 
Um, so, you know, Konami's still doing port jobs, too, so y you'll have that. I mean, will Nintendo ever get into, hey, remember that the people that are playing these games now are kind of older, and yeah. their nostalgia is 64 and GameCube. Will you ever get to that point? <laughs> I don't know, but it might be a good idea to think also, about. Also, I think... I think next year they might actually do release that like N64 Classic. You think so? Because I think at that point, uh, like computers of that scope will be a lot smaller or cheaper or more powerful. So they'll, mm -hmm. they'll be able to do it better. Oh, maybe. Like that, or, you know, the problem with that PS1 Classic isn't really the hardware necessarily. It's like the software that's running it. It's just bad. And, you know, half the games were... Europe, so they sucked. Well, yeah, so I'm saying it just seemed like a bad, we don't give a shit job because you're putting half the, you, you know. But like, <laughs> pe people have hacked that thing up and down to, you know, basically run every game just fine. Right. And I think they've been, even been hacking like other you know, other systems to run it, or you know, other systems to run off of it. So it's like, all right, if you want to do that, feel free. <laughs> yeah. So far, I think. We don't have to worry about the Switch. I think if you, if you recently got one with the light or you're going to get one for Christmas or whatever, there is a ton of games to play on this thing. It's almost becoming like Steam where every week you can count on at least like 10 games showing up on the store that you have no idea what the hell it is. Yeah. Uh, or games that... Maybe you heard about a couple of them, and then you find some indie gems in there, you know, So or some old ports that you had no idea were coming, like, so, you know, that's the cool thing about the Switch, is you kind of never know sometimes what's going to show up on it, so, yeah. uh, it, it is kind of neat in that way. And I'm sure that will continue into twenty into twenty twenty at least uh, for for Nintendo. Uh, moving on to uh, Sony because we we talked a little bit more about Microsoft earlier, so I'll, I'll leave this until the end. Sony released uh, Days Gone, and they had some. Uh, I don't think they're all like Sony made per se, but they had some good. Um, PSVR releases in Asgard's Wrath and Blood and Truth, uh, and they're st they're still supporting uh, PSVR. So yeah, I think that, those I think those two in particular are actually like multi-platform, but they work well in the PSVR venture. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the uh, Trevor Saves the Universe too got a lot of uh, publicity. Yeah. Uh, the and uh, you know. Aside from that and Death Stranding, that was their two big games. Um, Days Gone perhaps is not one it of their is, best. It is serviceable, but yeah. it go, it, it's just too long. That's the thing. <laughs> and you uh, then you had Death Stranding, which is perhaps one of the most controversial games of the year, where you have a lot of people that absolutely love it. And you have people that can't stand it, and you have people that are kind of in the middle on it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I know you haven't played a lot of it, but yeah. I mean, it's I'm not. 
it's not bad. I can I can certainly say that at least. <laughs> if not yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, uh, Mark's discussed that Randy uh, Isabel loves the game. Um, I don't know if Daniel yeah, liked it to a point. Let's say that. <laughs> so what was his point that made him not? I think like it went on just for too long, or and the story didn't wrap up well. And also, he hated the boss fights with Mads. <laughs> why? Wait, why did he do? I, there are like multiple boss fights with that character. So. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the thing with Sony is uh, this year, twenty twenty. They're certainly looking more towards the future. I. But, I mean, yes, they are, but they still have games coming out for next year, like Ghost of Tsushima. Last right, of right. Uh, I mean, it's better than we can. I mean, they had the Dreams Beta too, which I forgot about. But yeah, that's I mean, that's already out, but right. it's coming out like officially next, like February or something. And they had Concrete Jungle as well, but no one seemingly played that. Or Concrete Genie, yeah. It felt like that thing dropped and people had no idea that it was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it was weird of... because it was game. It was a game I think people were kind of excited for, and then just it, well, it nothing. Went, I think it went dark for way too long. Like they had that really good trailer in like 2016, and then there was like nothing about it for like the next two years until mm-hmm. it was like, "Hey, it's out." It's like, "Huh? What? <laughs> what is this?" Or you know. Yeah, and I mean they had the the show as well, which is always always great on its own merit. I not think much longer. <laughs> yeah, not too much longer, but at least for twenty twenty as well. I think the things to look out for Sony were kind of little things, right? Things where they finally kind of decided, thanks to pushes from Microsoft and Nintendo. Uh, not so much because I think they wanted to do it, but um, they they were kind of pushed towards, oh, we gotta let some of these games get crossplay. Yeah, I think Mortal uh, Kombat just got crossplay with a K like a few, like a week ago or a few days ago. Yeah, with just with a freaking patch and like it was like no big deal. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> They let um, they let players. We should have been doing this a few hours earlier. <laughs> yeah, they they let uh, players change their their gamer the the yeah, screen me. names finally, <laughs> which took forever for them to finally do. Um, I mean, I think I think if they could have done it better or quicker, they would have. But I think it was really a system infrastructure thing, or they had to like really work like hammer it out for a while. <laughs> Yeah, um, they they improved their PS Now, dropped the price, and let you download games, which you've talked about, but it, it's still um, still got its quirks. Uh, you know, it's not as available as Game Pass, and uh, to be fair, they uh. They don't need to do that because people are buying PS4s like crazy, or they were for a long time, and uh, you know, 
but they they did put God of War on it, and they put, uh, you know, a, yeah. a Bloodborne and some other who, good games on there. Who would imagine having like an actual game library that people would want to spend money on? What a concept! <laughs> uh, they did increase the cloud save storage too, which uh, is nice. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so. Uh, and then, but they did have to shut down PlayStation View. Yeah. I liked that, it. Were you still using that, or what? I used it for a long time. I liked it. Um, they made improvements where you had the picture-in-picture picture with, like, up to five. Uh, you could watch three things at once. It worked great for sports. Um, you could have five screens at a time. They the really did improve future, it a lot. The future part two dream you've been, you've been looking for. Yeah, right. Um, they they did really improve it a lot. It's just they kept uh, putting the price up, like way too yeah, much. Like every other cable co- company or cable system in the world. Well, and every streaming service at this point, they keep going up too. It's getting to the point where is this really better than cable? Because uh, all those streaming cable things are they keep going up and up and up too, and it's going to get to the point where, or do you really want to pay for that? <laughs> Well, now it's like, you, you know, you have to sign up for like nine of those things. So it's like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I keep looking at how many I have. I'm just like, oh, this is ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think um, 2020 is the thing we got to look at. You know, Last of Us Part 2 has a release date. Ghost of Tsushima has a release area. <laughs> um you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming to the PS4 by by itself uh, for a whole year. Yeah. Um, Neo 2 is coming at some point. You got the Iron Man VR game. Uh, so, you got a lot going for them there. Plus, you know, Cyberpunk and some of the other multi-platform games. Or Persona uh, 5 Royal. Yeah. Um, so, Sony's got a lot coming. Uh, for this year, and as we'll talk about with Microsoft, it's a good idea because you need big games that make people go, okay, I want more of this with the PS5. Right. So. Like, do you believe, because I think Microsoft has pretty much already said that, like, Xbox One games are going to be compatible with the new one. Do you think that the PS4 would be compatible with the PS5 library? Or the PS5, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, PS4 games will work on the PS5. Yeah. Yes. I think they've sort of said that already. Okay. Do they sort of made hints to it that they would make sure that it happened. So here's a, uh, here's a better question. Do you think every game will work? Uh, that I don't know. And I do worry about your... How are they going to make the downloads work? You know, <laughs> I think those work fine. I mean, cause yeah. I, I, the question I have, kind of, is this: like, I still have PT in my PS4. I'm wondering if I can somehow transfer it to a PS5. I don't know about that. <laughs> That's more of a Konami thing, not a Sony thing. We're gonna just export it to a USB stick and then upload it to my PS5 and go, "Hey, I have this game. I want to install it." <laughs> So at least of our our worries there, I think. 
Um, yeah. But no. I, yeah, I, I think definitely they learned their lesson from the PS3 and wanted to make sure that whatever they did with the PS5 was going to work with PS4 stuff because, hey, I mean, people are still probably going to be playing some of these 2020 games. And we know how launch lineups are. It's usually like a big old wasteland. So, you know, being able to, to still play your really good games until something that you really want comes out on your new system is very helpful. And nobody knows that better than Microsoft, who has spent the better part of the last two years, I think as we talked about a lot on the last show, of becoming consumer first. You know, and you can make fun of the name of their new system or whatever, but um, they have tried to give you options (laughs) with everything. And we'll see if that really translates into more people deciding that they want to go the Microsoft route. Or at least be subscribed to their service. Or whatever. Um, You know, will this get people to be on the xCloud? Will this get people to uh, do all that? Uh, But, you know, one of the things that they, aside from releasing... Uh, Gears 5, uh, which was their one standout uh, game this year, which I don't know if that got hurt by being on Game Pass, that a lot of people didn't talk about it, or it's just, I don't know, people kind of wrote... You know, they just played it and beat it and moved on. It didn't stick with, you know... Yeah. It really stick with them. (laughs) That that could... uh, could have been it. Um, they released another game, which I can't... Oh, Crackdown 3. That's why I can't, because it's bad. Yeah. I remember that, but I... Like, I, I mean, well, it, it was okay. It wasn't It wasn't terrible, but it was just okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like Days Gone. Like, it's not anything, you know... No, day, like, Days Gone is functional. Crackdown 3 is not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, most of what you got from Xbox for this year was okay, we acquired studios uh, here's some things they're working on we saw the culmination of that with Hellblade 2 at the Game Awards um, they uh, hey go get Game Pass go get the All Access Pass if you want an Xbox and you can't just afford it straight up um Go uh, get Game Pass Ultimate if you want to be able to play it on your PC as well. Uh, you can be in the Project S Cloud beta thing. Um, yeah, I just felt like all they were the, the Xbox One sad. The the all digital came out, which no one cared about. Yeah, it it didn't help itself that the the one with the disc drive was already out there, even cheaper. Um, you know, aside from that, I think, again, this was Microsoft kind of getting themselves ready for 2020 and beyond. I mean, they tried to figure out Mixer by assigning Ninja and all those, and some other people to 
um, to exclusive deals to try to get stuff there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think th- what's important for them is can they take this and get people to get into their ecosystem any way they can? Do you think that's going to happen for them? Like, Do you think I, that all this goodwill they built up might actually pay off? I think they're hoping it will, but it, I think this still depends on their message about the actual system and showing games for it. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that they learned with all the studio acquisitions is, okay, we got to have games. Yeah, there's so, not going to be HDMI in or out for for this, you know, for this new thing. I doubt, I, I expect. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, you got that for the most part. Yeah. You got, you know, Orville of the Wisp coming. You got uh, that grounded game from Obsidian that we don't know too much about, but it's supposed to be coming in the spring. A bleeding Edge game. I'm not too. That's that. Uh, right. Like multiplayer thing, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that has the weird characters. It's like their games of service thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that down on that, but I don't know. It has a game coming. The tell me why. Right. Um, uh, the Battletoads games coming. Uh, Everwild from Rare is coming. Uh, we you know we know uh, Hellblade two, um, and then Halo, of course, is coming with the launch of the system. So yep. as long as long as it doesn't get delayed, so certainly the games are perhaps going to be there, or at least you get an idea that Microsoft is. Certainly more into making... Oh, there's also Wasteland 3. Uh, so, you know, but they're also adding a lot more games to Game Pass. Uh, you know, they're they're doing a lot more as you go into 2020. And, uh, you know, they've revealed the console. At least, you know, a picture of it. A video of it in, at the Game Awards. We still have to kind of see it in the flesh or whatever and is there going to be a series s i think that's important uh but things look bright for them at least we'll have to see i'm sure brighter than they've looked for a long time (laughs) yeah do you think any of this might push sony or nintendo to be like maybe we should get a service as well or Nintendo, no. Sony, maybe. Yeah, I don't think Sony, or I don't think Nintendo still really knows about how the internet works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they they can barely get their retro stuff going, so maybe we should yeah. let them do that first. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, twenty twenty is gonna be fun. Twenty twenty is gonna be a gaming year. I think we're all gonna be. <laughs> going up and down and, and remembering for a lot of things and the craziness of launch and and uh, what it is to wind down a console generation and wind down a decade, you know, wind down a decade and start another one. I mean, that's kind of funny to think about, right? Like, 
It's it's the end of the 2010s. We're go, we're going into a whole new decade. Um, so there'll be a lot to to talk about in this coming year. And again, as we already mentioned, like they are not playing around. Starting in the middle of January, we're already getting stuff. So not a lot of rest going to be going on here uh, between this this little bit of time before Christmas and already. By that time next month, we'll be playing some games again. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that Resident Evil Three remake. Oh yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome if if two is anything to go by for sure. But the, uh, three, the three games I'm looking forward to is that Persona Five Royal and then Persona Five Scramble. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for Scramble. I don't know if I'm going to get Royal until it goes onto some kind of sale or something. Yeah, that's understandable. Like, I'm a huge enough for that game, so I'll buy it. It's day one for me. The uh, Final Fantasy VII should also be good. Yeah, that's going to be great. You see that they, they, they trademarked Final, or Persona 5 Strikers? No. Yeah, I think it was just today, or maybe like yesterday or something. It was like they trademarked it. I, I hope that's like a Persona Five soccer game. That would be amazing. I'm so down for that. Let's let's do that. It's like uh, Mega Man soccer back in the day for the SNES. <laughs> right. Um. Okay. I think that's it. Um. Should have done this at the beginning, but thank you for uh, listening. You know, hopefully uh, you'll be back on Friday morning for the. The big top twenty-five show, yeah. And I will also reveal our personal top tens then, uh, yep. and yeah, then I know we'll be back after that to talk about what's going on. Uh, as far as game releases go, you got Untitled Goose Game coming to PS4 and Xbox, and you got Watam, which is the new game from the Katamari Damacy creator. So. Looks like some people are already really loving that and the yeah. craziness that goes along with those kind of games. So, um, well, uh, for Mark and myself, hopefully you'll listen to us on all of those places that there are podcasts. Write a review if you care to do so. And until then, we'll see you later, everybody. Later.